So welcome to episode, well, it was coming up to round 13. So I think this is episode 13 or 14 of Badger Watch, the county championship cricket podcast. Um, you may have noticed that we've had a bit of a break uh, just because obviously there is no county championship, which we have discussed at length in previous episodes and the whole of the media seem to have discussed it as well. Um, but we are a Badger down today. So we've only got uh, myself, We've got Hugh and Marcel, Chev, um, Howard is, kiss his wife's birthday, so happy birthday to Mrs. Bears Badger. Um, how we do it? How are we doing, guys? How's, um, how have we enjoyed the uh, county championship break? It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. It's yeah, I weird. think, yeah. sorry, Chev. No, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, I think it was nice in a way of not having to deal with this fancy bit of it, uh, <laughs> but uh, otherwise it was a bit strange. Yeah, it was. I mean, we did we did do actually. We've done our fifty over, um, our fifty over sort of league, haven't we? But I think sort of well from again. There's no surprise that I'm coming bottom of that maybe. But we're also maybe I don't think any of us really delved into it that much, did we? And I think that probably is a bit of a um, piece for the, the whole of the country maybe. And how that was the the, the fifty over competition is obviously running alongside the hundred maybe. 50 over competition for the whole rest of the world or rest of England has sort of taken a bit of a back seat and that's maybe proven in the fact that we didn't really care too much about this. Uh, I think some people care. People who on Twitter particularly like to say how much they hate the 100 sort of feel like they have to care deeply about the one day comp but we're sort of we're at saturation point with domestic cricket in the UK. I'm not saying I've got the right answers but there's a lot of cricket all at strange times and I, I don't necessarily know how to sort it out. Otherwise, you know, I'd, I'd probably be one of Ben Stokes' suits if I didn't know how to sort it out. <laughs> yeah, that is, I'll come on to that later. But I, 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 yeah, it just, just doesn't quite feel right, does it? No, I don't think it does. It, and, and also the fact that um, it seems strange to me that the 100, you can catch some of the women's game on YouTube being streamed to a really good level, obviously, because they're also on Sky, but... And I do know that the counties are doing their own streams, aren't they, for the One Day Cup? But it's it's not very accessible via the TV to watch the One Day Cup stuff, is it? Has anyone watched the streams? Here I don't think there were any, to be honest, because it feels a bit like they, those were, unless, unlike the, the county games, it was blocked or something, because there was nothing happening anywhere in terms of streams, as far as I can I think I think one or two were. Um, I just don't know how much money, they money, time and effort they put into it. I think Lanx TV um did their streaming and i think I, I know you could watch the stream of the surrey lanx semi-final um because i saw that on um on twitter but it's, yeah. it's you know it's effectively a second team competition with a couple of unbelievable pros who for some reason can't get a gig elsewhere so yeah yeah it's a it's a, it's a funny hold it's a funny tournament just on that, yeah. so the final... Sorry, Chev, you go for it. Yeah, I was just going to say, we went to the Oval, uh, as in I went to the Oval at least for a few uh, of the series home games, and it was actually quite good, but um, I also sat there with Howard once, and we were just looking at the team sheet, or uh, we were like, well, who are these people? So to an extent, it, as in, even with the lesser-known people that you would normally play, that you would normally have uh, dotted around the... County game, the, the the county championship uh, squad. Yeah, uh, or you know that the, the, you know they they're brought in if there's there are injuries or players are away uh, on the international. Sorry, a, sorry, a good example of that. Sorry to interrupt you, Chev, but someone like Tom Laws, who was just breaking into the 
first team for the Champo, you would say, you know, he's not by any means an established member of that side. Suddenly is opening the bowling and batting five and arguably their best domestic player. That that to me highlights, and I, I think it's a great example of of the the gap and you know the uh, there was some second team games last week and the sides that some of the counties were putting out were full of trialists. Yeah, it's, um, it's really testing counties' strength and depth. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's a really interesting. You've got like I'm just looking at sort of the batsmen who are who are going high. I mean, Steve Eskenazi had like a world class start, didn't he? He got 100 in maybe the first three or four games or something like that. But he's a class batsman playing against a lot of second team, sort of young academy second teamers, you know, so he, one, he should be scoring runs, but two, it's great that these guys who are young to get exposure to someone like that. Pajar is playing. Robson the, the bit playing. I don't quite get about it is the squad players of the 100 don't get released. Yeah. If they got released down, you actually improve the quality of, and I guess it's a lot of travel and a lot of work for these guys to be playing around the country and then joining up with 100 teams as opposed to, training with the 100 teams and building up the sort of team vibe of a franchise, which is not which is not easy as the Welsh Fire have seen. But you, you look at the Welsh Fire in the 100, and maybe we'll get on to the 100 in a bit more depth in a minute, but like Tom Banton, he got, got dropped from the opening opening up, um, for got dropped from the Welsh Fire team. You know, maybe he might have benefited from going for a one-day cup game with, with Somerset to get back into a bit of Nick. And then, you know, it, you talk about travel, it's... It, England's not the biggest country in the world. I mean, tra- you know, a long, a long travel is sort of three, two to three hours. Sort of, I know in a car maybe it's quite tough, but um, train strikes also happening around August. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? It, like, it seems as though it would have been beneficial for some hundred teams to. I mean, I think Ravi Papara also the other day wasn't really getting that many games. He came in pretty hot actually the other night. But like, it would have been beneficial surely for them to have a run out. And and I guess actually. You know, some of these teams like Northamptonshire a few years ago had a real white ball focus, didn't they? They had that team that actually won the 2020 and um, they clearly focused resource into it because it sold seats in the blast and whatever the one day comp then was, um, whether it was the 40 or the 50 over. Yeah. Um, Now there's less incentive for teams to do that because your players aren't selling as many tickets in a one day competition oh sorry the 2020 competition the blast because yeah. it's at the start of the season it's cold and it's wet yeah. and they get taken off their hands for the hundred so you know what what's what's in it for a team to sign someone like joe clark who's who's not in england set up but clearly a very good white ball cricketer mm. this season aside um because they're not going to get full value for him so what's the point yeah no it's a good point i think i mean on that is I mean, what's so the one day cup? Just looking at the who's in the final, is it the final in September, isn't it? Yeah, again, that's another odd thing about the scheduling. They had the semi finals and then they got a month off until the final, so, so it's, it's the last event of the I think that's after the last Champo game, isn't it? Who is in the final? Um, that is well, Kent and Lancashire, Darren Stevens could be his, could be his crown and glory. Yeah, that'd be great. Didn't get a gig in the Big Bash, did he? Unfortunately, put himself forward. But be um, something players that didn't get a gig in the Big Bash. Um, but yeah, I mean, Kent. I mean, Kent again. Kent is maybe um, I don't know. Could be careful here with squad depth, but you know, maybe it's not surprising that. I mean, who was it last year as well? It's Glamorgan, someone, wasn't it? Just those, Glamorgan Durham last year. Yeah, yeah, those clubs who don't maybe have as many marquee players. Let's call yeah. them. You know, yeah. do well in this competition. Um, 
so I mean just was there anyone that caught your eye in terms of the one day cup and you know you talk about uh, young lads coming through I thought Sussex were an interesting watch in the one day cup obviously they had Pujara who scored a gazillion runs and basically yeah. won them a lot of games but other than that they were I saw an article earlier describing them as Pajara and the kids. Like they were a bun- bunch of youngsters, and Sussex have been having a bit of a reset in the last couple of years. Um, Rob Andrews taken over as chief exec, and they've just not retained a lot of good cricketers, probably at the top end of their wage bill. And they've backed a clearly quite talented generation of youngsters to come through. Yeah. Um, and the beauty of the One Day Cup is they get opportunities. Um, yes. the, the two the two opening bowlers, Carvelis and Curry, took a load of wickets up top and, and gave them a chance as well as um, Pajara scoring runs. But then they've got young fellows like Orr and it was yeah. great to see Haynes coming back into fitness. So it's, um, you know, if, if I think there's some exciting cricketers coming through at Sussex. The trouble is hanging on to them and not letting them go to Surrey or Hampshire. Yeah, Ali Orr, I mean, he had a great tournament. He's average 58, high score. 206, is that his high score? That's pretty, pretty good. Yeah, there's a couple of double hundreds, I think. Yeah, yeah. Ollie Robinson, Northeast, I think. Um, but all, the other one, which I was really pleased to see, is just, you know, someone like Hasib Hamid captaining knots, for example, in the One Day Cup and getting these young lads to captain sides and... Again, it goes to that exposure, and I think that's a, probably a really good thing. Um, it allows them in sort of in a first team environment to sort of prove themselves and get sort of different different experiences as well. Um, I'm just trying to look at the bowlers. I mean, who who averaged high there? Eskenazi, Pajara, Molder, three over not overseas, sorry, Eskenazi's not, but Pajara and Vian Molder for Leicestershire is. Rob Jones at Lancashire, Ben Cox at Worcestershire doing well. I mean, these are it's nice to see these, and then Darren Stevens, Colin Ingram. Sam Robson, Jack Taylor at Gloucester didn't have a great 2020 cup, but you know, he's then signed a new deal, I think, with Gloucestershire. So he's obviously benefited well from that one day cup. Um, yeah, I mean, it's pretty good. I mean, I don't know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a disappointing one in one sense, isn't it? That it does run alongside. And I think it's sort of Ben Stokes has been pretty vocal in the way that he wants the future of English cricket sort of to go in terms of scheduling. But mm. Is there any other sort of thoughts around how we can improve that? Or I think I think they'd also like to see, you know, we don't have a fast bowler that's fit these days. Yeah. Um, and you, you think test matches, they often play back to back for one or two. And I appreciate a test match is five days and it's a slightly harder workload on a bowler. But I'm pretty sure they played six weeks. Sometimes they play three weeks back to back. Thank you, Jeff. But or three I, days, uh, test match. Or three days, yes, yes, yeah. Money the three against New Zealand went all the way, didn't they? So, um, but but I think the the point I'm trying to make is I think they played six championship games back to back at the start of the season, um, which whilst was great for us as Badgers, um, it can't be great on the bowlers, um, especially with these this batch of Dukes balls, which don't don't help them. They they, they went longer games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was okay in the previous years when Essex were beating Northampton four sessions. But this year, it's hard work on the bowlers. And to keep bowlers fit, you, you can't really do six in a row. Um, so maybe maybe they do need to just spread it out a little bit more. And between that, you could then filter in the one-day competition amongst it. It's sort of in the old days, you'd play, they'd play the four-day, and then on the Sunday, they'd play the John, Lea, John Player league game. I'd say that. The overs. Um, maybe something along those lines to, to spread it out a little bit more. And then you've got the ability to have 
um, four-day cricket for the England team before a Test series, which um, it'll be a travesty if they get turned if they turn up the Ashes next year in the same way that they turned up for the South Africa Test this year, having not played any Red Bull cricket. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that, that I think that, and I th- I do think the murmurings are that you can't not have first-class cricket in August. So hopefully that is a, a take forward from this. Um, I suppose running alongside the competition is also the 100, which we've all, you know, I think we've all, been, I've been to two games, Chev, you've been to a few now, and Hugh, I know you went to a few. What did we think, what do we think about the 100? As a, spe- as a live spectacle on TV, I think I've seen it, but what about live in person? It's, um, it does what it's meant to do, which I think is get young people into cricket. Um, it's tacky, it's gimmicky, and it appeals to young people because there's lots of noise and things going on. Yep. To the 65-year-old member of a county, it is hell. Um, but it's not really, it's not really designed for them, is it? They like cricket. They they don't need another form of cricket, and clearly they're quite unhappy about it. But I think I, I went to Lords and I was sat in the pavilion, and next to me a fella came and sat with his two kids. And for them, you know, they were probably I'd say five and seven. They looked like they had a great time. Yeah, I had a similar experience. We had, um, we were sitting in the pavilion and then behind us were like three dads and five kids and the, the three dads were being like, do you reckon we could sneak off to the bowler's bar and leave the kids <laughs> on their own? Um, but then the kids were like going, they, you know, they're running around having a great time. And it was a bit of a shame actually, the stewards at, at Lords were like telling them to sit down. And it's like, well, you know, we, that's not what the hundred's about. You know, the hundred is about screaming kids and all that sort of stuff. But Chev, from your point of view, I suppose, you're the newest cricket fan out of all of us um as someone sort of i know you you sort of come at it from a sort of you cricket does need modernizing do you think the 100 is sort of the answer for it well i think i mean i, I think i've said it before the tournament i i ended up going to three games this year out of four yeah. um and it was busy for most of them at the oval uh, which is also not that uh, it's, it's not easy to to get that to capacity really um but yeah, I think in many ways it was good, but yeah, I think I still find it gimmicky in the way that they approach it. So, yeah. um, uh, you know, I think the, and, and if from a experience perspective, you know, if you, if you go to the actual grounds, you can barely hear the sort of, the, you know, the BBC introducing is more for TV than for the, for the, for yeah. the, for the, for the ground, because you can barely hear them and the sound is quite poor. Uh, I think in terms of activity, they could do something else with the break in terms of doing something uh, activity-wise on the pitch for everyone who's watching. Yeah. Uh, what they actually used to do during the T20 blast um, yes. break, which is a lot more entertaining, really, for everyone who stays in their seats yeah. um, or around it. Uh, I think, yeah, and I, the only thing I keep saying about the, the 100 is that I think a lot of the good elements you could easily plant it into the T20 blast and vice versa, maybe. I mean, hopefully one day, because obviously the hundred is going to be around until at least 2028. 20, so, you know, how about we just morph the, T, the, the, the hundred into a proper T20 blast competition, but then call the hundred or the 120, uh, keep the good bits and then get rid of some of the nonsensical ones. So, for because I do think that the fact that you have to wait around as boat, you can see boaters sitting around, waiting around for the time to, to take by so that the commercial break is, is done and dusted yeah. for them to start boning again. So in many ways, actually the game slowed a bit on the pitch uh, and you see less cricket in, in the same time that a T20 game would take. So 
I think there's definitely there's still not there in terms of what it could do. Um, uh, it was a, don't get me wrong, fun evenings, and I think the weather obviously helped a lot this year because uh, it was a right in, in the right window. Yeah, uh, I like the countdowns in terms of uh, even that could be a bit stronger in terms of um, uh, coming back down. So yeah, the, you know the, the countdown could also be hundred balls to start with, as in not going up, but what, how many balls are left for them to score points basically. So again, yeah. that would make it a bit more exciting, I think, for kids. Uh, they don't. They need to. They don't need to add up to hundred. Uh, and other than that, yeah, I think there's some gimmicky stuff that they can, as far as I can, as far as I'm concerned, doesn't add anything because everyone's just watching something else, you know. Yeah. So uh, people just get distracted by something else, and therefore they don't. You know, a wide card, nonsensical. No one cares. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, if you are going to simplify it, then simplify it. You know, the whole wide card thing is also not something that anyone would yeah. think twice about. Yeah. Uh, the, the thing I struggle about the 100 is no one actually has given it an objective view yet. People are so tribal on it. If they don't like it, they hate it. Martin yeah. Bicknell has taken on the role as chief hate officer on Twitter. But then anyone seemingly working on it for Sky or the BBC thinks it's the best thing ever in the history of cricket. Yeah. I'd just like someone to be a bit more balanced on it and sum it all up in a balanced manner because it's not going anywhere. So, I, I, you know, to all the many journalists that follow us and listen to us, I'd like someone just to look at it a bit more objectively and 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 sort of come out with, with what it looks like overall. I did see this morning that the BBC viewing figures are down 20% on last year, which is a huge concern because I think for me, one of the big positives is it's on free-to-air. And if that message, if it's not being marketed properly on free-to-air, then to me, it does question its, its worth. Where, where is it on the BBC? Because every night I see on the BBC Sport, I'm like, oh, it's a hundred game, and you know, every now and then. But not I'll... every game's on the telly, so they get, no, they they get an allocation of seven or eight or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I think they've got fourteen games in total, so women and men, including the final and, and probably these eliminators that are coming up. So you know, if you take those into account, and there's actually really not that many that obviously they are there. So it's a bit hit and miss when they are on, and, and as mm. it doesn't really feel like it's you know you can bank on it. Yeah. I mean, last night, uh, which happened to be the, f the final uh, game with uh, the Invincibles in it, uh, I, by chance, I actually flipped past BBC and 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 realised it was on. Was it on? Oh, I missed. I see. I probably, missed it. Probably shouldn't have watched it, to be honest. But um, it was on, um, and uh, you know. So, but yeah, I think I agree with Hugh. As in, it's almost to the point of being irritants in terms of how positive they are uh, on BBC and Sky and trying to zoom in and hide. So lots of these things that are not really relevant and then constantly talking about how many kits are attracting and everything else. Mm. I don't think that was necessarily not the case when it was the Blast, for instance. So, and the Blast is still doing that for all the other counties as well. And that's something that they shouldn't forget about. And it's not mm. just the 100 that is actually able to do that. Uh, and, and there's a load, I mean, if you go to Surrey, the vast majority of people there are actually not kids. They're still the same type of demographic that we go to T20 Blast game. So, yeah, right. you know, be, be honest about it. Because you, you need both of those. And a lot of those uh, people in that particular audience, uh, including the women, uh, they're also quite often relatively new to the game as well. So, you know, th that's fine. But it's also, you know, I think that I said it to Howard the other day where, you know, in the in the Surrey numbers, I think they include the uh, across the viewing figure or the, the the ticket sales. They include all the membership figures. Yeah. So 
at Surrey, that's roughly about six to 10,000 people per game that are members that are showing up. Now they may have bought tickets for, or they may have bought a membership to, yeah. not, probably not to go to the county games because obviously the numbers are always a bit, a bit down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, loads of people are going to the one day games if they're on the right day, if Sunday afternoon, Sunday afternoon, lots of families there, actually really good fun. Yeah, uh, and they go to two T20s and they chuck in the hundreds as a bonus. So, mm. you know, I think exciting, uh, but a little bit more honesty about what's really happening. People don't like to be fooled, and I think the marketing machine every now and then tips over a little bit into uh, you know, trying to to make it be something that it's not. It will grow into something that they want it to be yeah, if they just keep pushing the right buttons. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that it's really, a couple of really interesting points there. I think the whole, um, there's a lot of good things around it. I went with Sophie, my wife, and she didn't understand what a power play was, but they actually took two minutes of their time on the big screen to explain what the power play was. And then we went to the second game and Sophie said, oh, we've now, we're now out of the power play. And she understood everything that was going on. That was really good. The, um, the scoreboards are still pretty complicated. I mean, a 2020 scoreboard is pretty complicated, but you know, a really simple count up, count down scoreboard, I think would go a long way. And Chef, yeah, you're right. I think like the, the presenters around the big screens and, and, and the acts, I was really looking forward to the music acts, actually thinking like, this is great. When I watched on TV last year, you get to see like a live gig as well, but actually you can't, you don't know even that. I was like, that law, budget, isn't it? can't even see them. Um, you know, if we could get them onto the field at some point or somehow, or that, that would be quite good, I think. But I think, yeah. I don't think it's a million miles away, actually. I was a lot more surprised and pleasantly surprised. And the one amazing thing is I, is, I think I said it before as well, but, you know, for the women's game, it's, it's, it's completely awesome. Transformational um, for the women's game. It's, playing it's, in front of big crowds and oh. having pressure situations, but also having situations where you've got young up-and-coming English bowlers bowling at Beth Mooney is the best one-day player in the world. Absolutely. Um, and they literally can't miss their line and length, otherwise it gets whacked. That is only going to improve, like the women's BBL in Australia has, yeah. it's only going to move the standards of domestic, of, of our international players, because they're going to be so much more equipped for international cricket when they get there. So, yeah, yeah, I think that's a completely different, yeah, I think that's a completely different game story. Sorry. No, no, no. no you're, you're, yeah, I agree, because I think that's, I mean, there's definitely a huge number of pluses on the, in terms of what they're trying to do. I just, um, and especially on the women's side, I think there's, a, there's a, I mean, if anything, they, I think they can start review looking at whether the boundaries need to get a bit bigger for them as well. Um, not all the games, obviously, but there were quite a few where you thought, well, they could, they could have been uh, out a bit more, so, which yeah. is a good thing because it means that they're developing as players and, and as teams. So in many ways, it's only a good thing for, for, for women's uh, cricket. Yeah. But I think, you know, yeah, I think there's definitely, there's, there, there, Definitely not there yet, and I think you know a good review of what's happening this year. Because you know another thing that came up at some point, I think in in the media was how non-hosting counties are now realizing what those eight counties that are involved are actually raking in in terms of revenue. Revenue, yeah. Uh, and especially with the T20 blast figures being down everywhere, uh, that is actually. That, that number is actually even worse. Yeah, um, I, I see. That's about a concern for seeing quality will, will, will actually, uh, you know, increase over time. Yeah, I was thinking about you know, someone like, um, I don't know, the Southern Brave, could they, and the Welsh Fire, could they you know, share grounds between Hove and 
Hampshire or Gloucestershire and Glamorgan just to try and spread the cost a bit more or I don't know could could that happen I, I think the cost of setting up a ground for a hundred games that's true yeah it's very expensive because it has all the DRS it mm. I, I think you have to limit it to, to keep it and in its current quality um for the actual presentation of the game, I think logistically it's probably quite expensive to move around. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I, think, I think it's more down to what payments are going to the other counties to make yeah. up for the shortfall. You know, if, yeah. if you yeah. if you receive an extra three hundred k a year at, with no additional cost involved, you yeah. know that's that that's to those grounds a huge sum uh, yeah, to to add. So you know, it's something along those lines. It doesn't. And, actually and I think probably the one point three million the counties get from the ECB is probably based on previous versions of the blast and their ticket sales which were down this year because of the time of year the night yeah. on also as when we had um our esteemed um guest on the podcast um lizzie ammon sorry if we can edit yeah. that honestly when we had lizzie ammon on the podcast she said um that because the tv games are so fewer for the blast now the counties are getting lesser shirt sponsorship so there's there's lots of different ways how it's impacting the smaller counties mm. um so it just has to be slightly more equitable in how that's shared i did see one slightly concerning statistic that well concerning for the counties but not concerning for the women's game the women's game deserve to play at the big venues and it's it's fitting and particularly you know with the success of the women's euros if they start selling out the big venues for women's cricket that is fantastic but yeah. that has been an extra revenue lifeline for some of the smaller counties like derby yeah. essex north Hants, where they've been able to host women's international matches and get extra major match days yeah. which without that the counties will suffer um but at the same time, you know, it's right that the women get to play at the bigger, bigger grounds. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, I think I think there's a lot there to be played with. I think there's always going to be the, the argument of this could have been 2020, but it's the hundred. So let's roll with it. But I think there's a lot of good stuff and there's a lot of to be but to be desired. But there's a lot that we try. I think the overall thing is my impression is the hundred is trying to do the right thing. We just need to try and package it up and take the good, remove the bad move forward with it but i mean just five minutes on the players i know we've got a 2020 world cup coming up haven't we any mm. any players sort of that have caught your eye in terms of sort of doing well or stocks well, and stocks in, fallen in the opposite yeah stock fallen for j-roy doesn't look like he's going to be on the plane he's had a tourism, oh, hasn't he stock yeah. risen in phil saltlo in his possible replacement i think yeah i think um phil salts and he's keeping for the originals, even when Josh Butler plays. And I don't know if that could have been because of Josh Butler's, he might have had a niggle anyway. So I think it was actually, it was a captaincy thing for, for Butler because they'd, they'd been pinged in the uh, T20s for overrates. Um, so I think he finds it easier to captain from mid-off rather than constantly running back and forward. So I wonder if that's a, you know, looking at Phil Salt, he's sort of averaging 44 in the, in the 100 and he's, one of the top run scorers opening the batting keeping is he going to be he's probably names in the hat isn't he he just he's likable isn't he sort of he's like a batting chris wokes I, I i was watching some highlights he's clean cut he's, <laughs> he's good looking lad you know uh, watching highlights this morning um over over some breakfast i was just the way he carries himself now seems to be a bit more swag about him than maybe previously i think 
when he played last season, he was a bit of a sort of deer in the headlights. When he played, he was just trying to do everything and was yeah. right there. The way he carries himself at the moment is very confident. He knows what he's doing. I mean, he's he looks like an international cricketer playing in the hundred. He does, doesn't he? Absolutely. Um, the other guy that I really love, and I think he's an underrated cricketer, is Paul Sterling. He does very well. I, I thought got really excited you were going to say Paul Walter for a moment. Sorry, I thought we were talking about potential uh, for the... Are we also talking about Ireland's team? Sorry. Just talking about, about gen, General 100, Chef. General he, 100 did not, he did not retire from it anyway, so... He is Irish. Um, but, he, you did mention Paul Walter as well. Oh, what a man. He took a stunner of a catch yesterday. He yeah. got <laughs> runs. He but, He's, he hardly bowls at Essex in the one day as these days. I say hardly bowls. He's not as prominent a bowler for Essex as he has been for um, Manchester Originals in the uh, in the hundreds. So, you know, again, if if that is giving players that have been at one county opportunities to do something under other leadership, that's only a good thing for the game. I wouldn't be surprised if Lancashire get in his ear and, you know, again, this is the benefit of the counties that host the hundred teams. I wouldn't be. I would be. I would not be surprised if he ends up going northwest at some point. Yeah, I think it's quite interesting. So there's a lot of there's a lot of other that as well. There's um, Adam Hose is another one. He didn't start very well, but for the Superchargers, he's done really well lately. Yeah, and he's picked up a big bash deal to boot. Has he really? I didn't see yeah, that. He's one of the Adelaide Strikers' overseas picks. Good lad. The other one shows that the the analysis going into these T20 franchise comps around the world, they don't just pick the same old names anymore. Faf, um, Pollard and Dre Rusk all got left out of the big bash. And someone like someone like David Willey, and um, David Willey's a bit more established, but Adam Hose gets picked ahead of these guys. It just shows, I think they're doing a little bit more research into perhaps the, the, the stats side moneyball type thinking rather than simply... Oh, he's a big name. We're going to throw all our budget at him because he's going to sell some sell some tickets. Yeah, the other one I think he got. I was I was going to get quite excited, but I think he got worked out by Ravi Papai the other day. Was um, Benny Howe? He just goes for no runs and picks up a few wickets. He's got. I think he's been released from Gloucester, or he's out of contract now. At Gloucester, he's looking for a contract. He's gone back to Hampshire, I think. He's gone back to Hampshire, obviously. Sorry, we spoke about it the other week. So, it just you know, but Papai worked out if you get down and just basically sweep him, but. I sort of got excited for him for a little bit, basically. But then he's still got the ability to bowl a 70-mile-an-hour Yorker, which is probably quite hard to sweep. If you get that oh, on, your, on the base exactly. of your boot sweeping, you're going to get uh, gunned. I, I, I'm, I'm sad we haven't seen him in an England T20 squad. I think in Pakistan particularly, I know the World Cup's in Australia, so they probably won't, won't go horses for course. But he, but he I'd played, love to see him in Pakistan. He played in the Big Bash for Melbourne Renegades last season, I think. He went pretty well in his first game, and I think in his second game, I just don't know if the Australian wickets suit his bowling. I think it just skids on a little bit more, so his slur balls aren't as grippy in, in the pitch. Oh, for his knuckle balls. Yeah. And just Wobble sort of, as they go down. Mm. Oh, I've, yep. I've got a cricket ball here. I tried to grip one for a knuckle ball. <laughs> I can't get it in my hand. It just pops out. The other lad, the other lad is... Oh, you, know, you should have been watching uh, last night, then. It was probably a... Was there a te- demonstration? Was there on BBC? Uh, no, there was a um, what's a, the uh, the Invincibles player, the um, the one that Warney told to come to England to play cricket here. Wow. I mean, I've never seen someone spin a ball like twenty times before actually, you know, delivering one. 
Oh, hats. Oh, hat, um, your mate. Has, has, has a googly. Has, has a googly. No, sorry. It was, just getting, it was just getting ridiculous at some point. It's like, well, what am I watching? I did <laughs> see. I did see the clip of um, that's gone on social media of Tufnell counting them in between balls. Yeah. I think. Oh yeah. I was, I mean, was from it. right hand to left seventeen times. Yeah, he was getting so bored. He was just counting them all the time, and then yeah. he just re- he was throwing. You know, whether it was a wide or an overthrow, it was just insane. Um, yeah. When, when we played against him in club cricket, one of the young lads, I came out to bat with him, he said, it's not really turning. It's sort of more more like sort of 60 mile an hour in swingers. I said, like, oh, okay, fine. So we faced an over from the other end, then came back on strike. And the young lad left the first ball of the next over, which cannoned into his off stump, having said he was well against swing. <laughs> <laughs> Very yeah, no, I mean, he did nearly get back-to-back wickets. Uh, so, you know, in a, in a way... It's not like, but it's just the whole action around it. It's just quite, and then can't remember who said it. Yeah, he's 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 not even on this planet. Uh, some of the players, players that were interviewed during the game, he was just like, yeah, he's a bit out of here. But uh, yeah, it was quite funny. Um, <laughs> the um, the bowlers, I've seen looking at the bowlers is. Um, do you think? I mean, this lad um, Jordan Thompson of London Spirit just gets wickets for fun, doesn't he? It doesn't even. Yeah. He's very like I hate for that offend him. It's just very normal. Just he's got good variations. He's not he's not rapid, but he's got good variations. Um, he took a load of wickets, I think, for Hobart in the uh, Big Bash last year, and sort of I think he was their spare overseas to start. Is he um, and then for both? Yeah, yeah, he's Yorkie. Oh, yeah, Yorkie. Yeah, um, but he had a really good year out for the Hobart Hurricanes, and he's just sort of he's an all format player, but he's probably not on the fringes of England because he's. But I think that's what they were. It's, it's what was interesting. If someone, I think, who said it? Who someone was on commentary the other day, one of the pros, and they said, "Why do you think he gets so many wickets?" And I think Josh Butler said it actually, maybe putting words in his mouth. Sorry, Josh Butler, if that's not true. But basically, they said that he's such a normal bowler. You don't think he's anything special, so you think you can go after him. Brutal. Yeah, but th- that's but that's why he gets so many wickets. But he bowls so much better than people perceive him to be. That he that's why he gets those wickets. People go after him, they think that he's their person that they can target rather than something else. So they sort of take more risks against him. But it'd be interesting just to see if people, you know, like that. Tom Helm is another one, I think he looks pretty lucky. Yeah, pretty well. Well. Um, and it's just interesting to see if, if this type of stuff is helping people's case in the World Cup squad. Right? Because we know there's not many T20 games, is there, between now and the World Cup for England? Uh, they got the tour of Pakistan. That's about it. So it just it'd be interesting to see if these guys who are doing who aren't household names yet if they're going to be in that squad. Um, Anyways, on to our favourite subject. Shall we go? Shall we move on to the county championship? The there is of the Red Bull. A nice worn-in pair of shoes, isn't it? It's yeah. comfortable and it's what we know. It's lovely. Back to it. Yeah. What are we? Um, what are the games then? What, what, when does it start again? Starts on, I think, Monday, fifth of September. Yeah. So uh, I've got the games up in front of me. Knotts Leicestershire, yeah. which is a big game for Knotts to press their case for winning Div Two. Glamorgan Worcestershire, Derbyshire Durham, the West Country, the Cider Derby, Somerset Gloucestershire. Yeah. Um, and then a Ro- Roses game as well. Oh, it's the Derby round. You've got the Roses game at Old Trafford. And then you've also got the Battle of the Bridge in Kent v Essex. So you've got you've got Derby's left, right and centre. 
Yeah, that is. I mean, it's nice. It's nice to have this back. I hope the weather holds up in September. Um, if it doesn't, that's a big kick in the face to the ECB. But I think it's um, it's going to be interesting. Have we got any sort of what's to play for here in terms of finals tables? Well, it's Surrey's to lose, but Surrey have got to buy this round. So. Um, I think Hampshire a second, are they? Yeah, Hampshire, they're not that far behind. 193 no. points, Hampshire, oh, 209 for Surrey. So a win for Hampshire really puts the pressure on, I would say, for Surrey. So Hampshire versus Northants. Northants are proven. Well, Northants are hard to beat. Yeah, they're, they are. They're yeah. back quite long, seemingly. Yeah. Um, and, and I think they're, you know, they've only lost two games out of 10 this year, um, but they've drawn six. So they've struggled really, I think, to bowl teams out. Um, I think we can probably write off your Gloucestershire Spenny, can't we, to be going down? I think so. Um, unfortunately, yeah, I do think so. It's a shame, isn't it? But I mean, a bit, a bit like Spenny's champs, actually. Spenny's champs, yes. Yeah, the bottom. yeah, yeah. I think again, I've said it there. I think they're ones for sort of the. They've been unlucky with injuries, but also I think it's shown that as if you are a if you are a Division One. Everyone wants to be in Division One, and I think if you are in Div One, then you need to have you know a deep squad. I think that's been proven. Um, and they've had a big overhaul. They've they've got rid of a lot of players. They've it'd be interesting to see how they go in the transfer market. Um, mm. But I think you know it's. I think is a good start. Who, who's that? Marshall Delanger. They've got as a UK yeah. player for next. Yeah, year. I hope I hope they're not sort of. I mean, there's a I support Spurs as well in football, and I, there was a period where Spurs just signed people like Edgar Davids when he was sort of 37. What <laughs> um, <laughs> a niche comparison! And I hope I hope Marshall Delanger isn't is Edgar Davids of Gloucestershire. Basically, like basically people who aren't their stock isn't that high. Collect, collecting a pension. Uh, yeah, I hope that's not the case. But I think he's I think he's comparatively better. I just think he's he's not had many chances at Somerset the last couple of years because they've had ridiculous amounts of bowlers. Yeah, I think... Um, and who's going up in Div 2? Is that It's Knotts, isn't it? Knotts is to lose, I would say. Um, Just looking now, yeah, I think it is. They're 100, yeah, they're 30 points ahead, ahead of Middlesex there. Middlesex sort of lost their way, didn't they, towards the end of the last rounds, didn't they? I don't think they did as well as they did previously. Um, but who, in terms of in terms of any sort of players, has, has anyone looked into who they're going to select for next? Well, round? There's, there's been a real transfer merry-go-round, um, particularly with overseas players. I, it'll be interesting to know whether any teams bring in players based on what they've done in the One Day Cup. So Sussex, will they bring in Carvelas or Curry that have bowled well? Yeah. I'm sure we've got some some youngsters, but you can't. They've sort of basically used it as an opportunity to really rest Barker and keep Abbott fresh for the yeah. um, for the Champo and, and yeah. their their final push. So um, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of research needed before uh, finalising the the teams for for the running um, because I'm I'm looking at my team a, a second ago and I've got I've got some business to do because Ed Pollock doesn't look like he can buy a run at the moment. Um, yeah. so I might have to get. Get rid of him. Um, my see my, my bowling attack of Snater, Barker, Patterson, White, Harmer, and um, Josh Davy at Somerset, who's on the bench. Well, I think Harmer might still be involved in the Test match. Um, he will be involved in the Test match. So that's a lot of money on my bench if I, I change. So I've got a lot of decisions to make. Chef, what about yourself? 
Well, I think, I mean, the main thing now is that um, uh, Ben Compton has been obviously on my hit list uh, since before the break, left him on there, was rewarded with uh, a, a negative score. So, yeah, and we, haven't, we haven't really seen him in the past month, uh, unless I'm mistaken. But um, uh, so, uh, I, yeah, it's, uh, as Hugh said, I mean, I think that he's definitely one that would have to go because I've been waiting sitting around with that one for ages but uh, it's yeah it's just it's a tricky one because you need to sort of uh, get to grips with whether who's coming back to play uh, who's still involved in in anything international uh, are people being rested are they now picking up injuries or have they left the county um there's i think there's quite a lot that will actually filter through over the next few days so almost everyone needs to be reevaluated because there's been such a big break. But at the same time, you have no new information apart from the ones that have played a little bit of um, uh, 100 or uh, 50 over. Yeah. So you know, what are you going to do? I think that's, that's a tricky one in terms of, for us in terms of selection. I think uh, it could also throw up a few surprises in terms of results in the actual games uh, with uh, maybe some of the players that were really foreign players before the break and uh, not necessarily doing as well now. And then the whole, and I think one of the big risks now, obviously having had such a great summer, is that the whole championship in the end could be decided by a rain game right at the end. Whereas normally you would pick them up in April, May yeah. time, and everyone's had one, and you oh, share. Sorry, I'm going to lose it, Chev. Don't be silly. Oh, you've got it you're nailed just, on, mate. You're trying to just talk them out of a, a championship here, but you know I'm flying back to watch the last couple of days of cricket for this. Are so. you really? Uh, that is. Incredible commitment from the big Dutchman. They're playing the last, uh, their last game at home, so I'm, you know, we're ready. (laughs) But I'd like them to still be in it by then. What date's that? That's the 26th of September. Oh, I know they're they're at Old Trafford in the last game. uh, Sorry, well, the final home game is a week before, but I'm expecting them to to nail it then. Um, So that is what in two. Finish actually, Yorkshire and Lancashire. Tough running for the champions elect. <laughs> I think be interesting. Like, let's not talk about Middlesex here. I mean, they've already bottled it before the break. So I think they But the just this the selection is is really the, our selection on cricket11.com obviously is going to be quite interesting. But I also just think the counties must be there'll be some people who are did not want. The break to come because they would have been in terrific form in the Red Bull game and then there were some who obviously weren't in great form Ben Compton maybe being one it's allowing him to really recess a little bit interesting for me will will let's say Harry Brook probably won't play in the third test do you think he'll be then released to play in this round and then therefore well, I open? think I think I don't think they will because the round begins on the 5th of September which is your build up to the test match right so yeah of course. I think he'll miss this week as will people probably. Is Craig Overton still in the squad? He's um, summer, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. He's in the Matthew squad. Potts, I don't. I think they'll be in the squad for the build-up to the test. I think if they're not playing, they're not selected. They'll be released for the next game on the twelfth. Yeah, I just wanted you know whether Harry Brook, for example, will open for Yorkshire because it's a bit like Alistair Cook has come out and a few people have said you know next in line. There's no you know there isn't really one. There's a, there isn't really an opener at the moment. We thought Ben Compton could have been the one to sort of put their hands up, but he then lost a bit of form and people have said Harry Brook looks like he could open. So, you know, will he do that for Yorkshire? It's, it's that type of selection, I think, which this break has like thrown up a little bit too yeah, much. I wonder, if, 
And but I wonder if the county the England team, well. I don't think are going to change the opener for this test. England definitely won't change the no. opener, I don't think so. So the point is, is will Harry Brook get released back to Yorkshire because they know the 11 and then will he open the batting to stake a claim? But it's that sort of, I suppose the point is, is that it's that sort of selection conundrum that the, you know, and then also the counties who have released a load of people, are they going to stay until the end? And, or will Yorkshire they aren't guaranteed Division One spot. They're 17 points ahead of the drop zone. I, I don't think, for the sake of Harry Brook, they'll muck around with their top order. I think he'll bat at four or five, where yeah. he's scored stacks of runs and he's more likely to win them a game. Yeah. Maybe if they're safe by the last two games, they might try it. But I don't think, I don't think you'll see them do anything, um, anything different like that. Put it yeah. that way. Yeah, I mean it's a tough game against Lancashire. That isn't it. They're third and going pretty well. Some huge roses game. They'd love to stop Lancashire having a chance of winning it, wouldn't they? That would be yeah. that would be huge for them. Yeah, it would be. And also, like you did say, is is head to head Somerset Gloucestershire. I mean Gloucestershire always. Somerset are, Gloucestershire are a big sort of banana skin for, for Somerset always. So it'd be interesting to see if they can get a few points ahead and just sort of upset the apple cart there. But I think... I mean, yeah. it's a big game, full stop, the West Country derby. It's always, mm. always quite spicy for those two. But to be played when they're both bottom and the implications of that game, Gloucester basically need a win to have a chance of staying up. Yeah. Um, but that- Somerset could effectively relegate them. But that's the type of stuff that really throws this is what this break throws up i think is it allows people to go okay carte blanche again for september we start again maybe the wickets will, will favor us and i'm not saying gosh you're going to stay up it, it just it, i wouldn't be surprised if we saw a, a, a big you know people who weren't doing very well beforehand doing well yeah. now, and that's well, what the sussex might be actually you know winning becomes yeah. a habit they've won a load of games with those same young guys that have been getting flogged in the championship well, yeah. you know, that might that might lift some morale there. Yeah, exactly. Until they get that knackered Dukes ball and their 70 overs in of, what did they concede against Leicestershire? 750, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's all the best. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Very good. So so I suppose the, the overarching thing is we probably need to wait until Monday morning, Sunday evening for squads. Yeah, I think the biggest thing here is that, the, you know, the squad selections as in the club ones are are the driving force here because you know normally you would also you could bank on a number of players just based on form or how they've been selected for a number of games in a row so you, yeah. you can already zoom in on who you'd like to to work with in, in terms of this fantasy uh, stuff but yeah. this time around you got no idea really because um uh, yeah, it just depends on what uh, what's happening with the counties themselves. Yeah, and like you said, it'd be nice to see if a few of those young lads in the competition who have done really well in the 50 over, will they be rewarded by their local coaches because they've done well, for example. That'd be nice to see. But it, in terms of the Badger Watch league table for cricket11.com, uh, only, only two positions to be decided, really, isn't there? I think, is it three and three and four? Three, no, two and three, sorry, to be decided. Yeah. I think I think everything else is nailed down. It's the yeah. uh, it's uh, between Chev and I for second and third. I think you're in second at the moment, aren't you, Chev? I am. Yeah. How no, many no. girls have you got left? Uh, four. You've only got four left, so four. your your incumbent eleven has to really be involved. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I I think I've done enough of business, good business before the break to to be able to say, well, at least eight of these guys will be playing uh, apart from the boys. 
Um, so I don't think I need a lot of, and again, it's only three or four weeks. So, you know, um, if you make two changes twice, then that should really be, be it. So that's the strategy really. Um, Good luck with those four remaining transfers, Jim. I've got eight, so I think I'm going to go, sh I might use my full quota of four this week. Yeah, I've yeah. got to get set up for the running. Very good. You may, you may just get burned. Uh, but anyway, we don't have to worry about uh, Spanish champs anyway, because they're so far off the pace. That no, I'm looking for I'm looking for a Gloucestershire a Gloucestershire esque end to the season, maybe. Maybe a reset has done me well, and I can get some transfers. And then we'll be auditioning for a new host for the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone listens to it, then great, you can come in and take my place. Actually, viewers, viewers at um, at Barn CC says he's a very uh, avid listener and has not enjoyed the break because we haven't been filling his commute with our dulcet tones so and he said he'd like to have a go at doing a podcast so viewers if i get dropped from the badger watch you're in <laughs> i think the most i, I think the, the one thing that we're all looking forward to is whether uh howard with his various badgers is still uh, in the top spot at the end of next week he's been top that, of the yeah, uh, that will be the key one there yes. isn't a oh well, there isn't a curry house in Barnes where we could do the end of season curry after a live episode in the Barnes Pavilion, is there? Well, it could be actually. There is a there's a few. This, this might be something for the podcast extra rather yeah. than the, 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 <laughs> of the podcast. Live episode. You might, you might want to wrap up, Sven. Yeah, well, we don't have an extra yet, but here we go. Producer, producer Jimmy's actually away this week, so it's me editing, so it might just go out as it is. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's just leave a little moment of silence to make it easier for you to cut it back in. Yeah, one, two, three. There we go. Um, brilliant. Well, thank you very much to everyone for listening to this episode of Badger Watch. I will leave you with the league table on cricket11.com. So we've got Bears Badgers is hoping to stay top. And I think top, or at least in the top five or ten, isn't it, in the whole of cricket11.com. The Chevaliers are coming in second, who are going head-to-head -head with Brian May, say, for Badgers, Hughes' team. And then I has obviously coming last so um that's great so we'll hopefully next week maybe some movement in in the county championship tables and maybe some movement in the cricket11.com tables so thank you very much for listening and we will speak uh, we'll yeah see you soon